Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast on the Christmas episode, and this time we are talking about Krampus. How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity? Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? We heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Hold on to each other. He is the shadow of St. Nicholas. The evil Santa. Kurt has joined me once again. Kurt, how are you? Good. How are you, man? I am doing well. Uh, this is a movie that I I like more every time I watch it. This is like the thesis statement of the Rewatch podcast, basically. Sure, yeah. It gets better every time. Absolutely. There's just little things that just pop out at you. It does, but there's still there's still something that really bothers me in it that I don't love it as much as I want to, but I can't get to that till the end because I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. But yeah. uh Krampus, very fun holiday movie brought to you by Michael Doherty, who of course gave us Trick or Treat. He was the writer on X-Men 2, which is arguably the best X-Men. He made Godzilla, King of Monsters, kind of in our wheelhouse, this guy. A prolific man in our lives, for sure. I think one of the reasons that it I didn't care, I didn't like this movie immediately, or I thought it was okay, but I love Trick or Treat, and you love Trick or Treat. It's one of the best Halloween horror movies. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, and I wanted this to be the Christmas equivalent of that. And I don't think this one is nearly as good as Trick or Treat, but after watching it a couple times, it really does grow on me a lot. Yeah, it's got great monster design. That's the real big, the, the real big positive it has going for it is just the creatures are just nuts. Yeah, and it takes a while to get to them. Like they don't mm -hmm. immediately throw them at you, but once they do, that's like all this movie is, oh, yeah. is monsters attacking. But let's get into uh, the beginning of this movie. We're not going to go through everything step by step, but... It's nice to start somewhere. We we open on what appears to be, it almost seems like a Black Friday situation. It's not. It's just crazy Christmas shoppers beating the ever-loving <laughs> out of each other. <laughs> it's, it's brutal, man. <laughs> it is. They are just going nonstop. Slow motion, nice Christmas music in the background showing how uh, commercial and everything Christmas has become. And people are 
losing their spirits. It really sets the scene for that. It does. And then it, it, is, it must be just like a big shopping center because there's also like a Christmas pageant or play going on. And we meet our first, uh, the, the the hero of the movie, really, Lil Max, played by MJ Anthony, who's in one of my favorite movies, Chef, getting into a fight with somebody during it. And he's like, Mr. Christmas, but even even this was a little too much for him. Yeah, he's, he's a little kid that has lost his spirit is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, he's he, he wants to believe everything still, still believes in Santa. And he's, I would say... 10 11 somewhere around there maybe 12 yeah not quite a teenager yeah but but he's getting there he gets home the grandma's making cookies she's like the only one that really kind of acknowledges the christmas spirit with him and kind of encourages him but his parents played by adam scott and tony collette awesome they're i love those two people oh yeah they're both fantastic and pretty much everything i've seen them in so this is no different No, and they just get better with everything they're in. So then going back and watching this again, I think that also helps me like it more because I've seen so many things with them. I mean, Toni Collette's just kind of killed it in the last, I would say very much since this. I mean, she's been in so many huge movies. Mm-hmm. Hereditary just is the thing that pops up in my head the most. <sighs> she should have won that. She should have had that Oscar. Easy. The mom and dad seem to be having a little bit of marital issues. The sister doesn't really care about what's going on with anything in the family. So the Christmas spirit is not, not uh, huge in this house. No, no. And wouldn't you know it, the family's coming to uh, the mom's sister and her family show up in a very Christmas vacation type of way where it's just like doom and gloom are uh, arriving at the house. (laughs) Big old like Hummer type RV thing rolls up and like shakes the whole house. (laughs) Allison Tolman from Fargo and David Kochner from basically everything. everything. Anchorman, probably his biggest thing waiting. I mean. He's been in TV shows nonstop. I mean, he's in so many different comedies. Uh, they play the the wife and the husband, and their kids are the. I mean, these are just the worst people imaginable arriving for Christmas. It's your cousins that you don't want to come. Exactly. Yeah, and it's very. They're they're very what would appear to be right wing versus left wing of the house is kind of yeah. how it is. There's even a uh, must be Democrats type of joke in there at some point uh, when they're getting <laughs> presents, which I just picked up this time. Before this all happens, Max goes upstairs and writes a letter to Santa and it's sticking out of his pocket and is, I think, like, is he in reindeer jammies? It's nothing pajamas of some kind. The evil cousin sisters. I think they're twins. Very, yeah. very masculine girls. <laughs> they pick on him nonstop and they pull out the letter. Then they have this nice, well, I can't say nice, a family dinner where Tony Collette's made like this really fancy stuff and. This other side of the family, they don't care about fancy food. She even makes a joke. It's so they just didn't want you to have macaroni and hot dogs again. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yikes. And they're calling uh, Max Maxi Pad the whole time. And I'm like, oh, yes. come on, man. You know, and it's funny because that just was said on AEW Dynamite like two weeks ago. <laughs> what? MJF was called that. And when he got called that, I kept thinking, I've heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've heard somebody get called that before. That's what <laughs> and then it was. when I watched this this morning, I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. Krampus. <laughs> and the sister's kind of trying to stick up. It doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, and eventually the girls, they uh, they read the, the Christmas letter, which is super nice. He's yeah. like, all he wants is like his family back together, his parents to get along, the sister to hang out more. Doesn't really say anything about the grandma, which I was surprised about. But then they kind of just make fun of him for you know, being a nice person. Yeah, that's terrible. Like the, he wanted their family to be back together basically is what it was like, even 
the cousins who are awful. He wanted their lives to be better. And they get yeah, mad they're going it. through a tough time that we don't really know too much about, but it's just they're having a, a rough time. And then the, my favorite part is when he references that uh, their dad wishes that they would have been boys. <laughs> like, oh, we don't terrible. think he wants to be boys. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> so then he runs upstairs, takes the, and rips it up and throws it out the window. Yeah. Yes. And that is when uh, the Christmas is basically dead at that mm-hmm. point. And that's when bad, weird things start to happen the um, weather turns is the first thing yeah yes which i it's, and i'm still trying to figure out like did it turn for everyone or is this just like in their little area like a confined know, space yeah like i know the delivery person meets a pretty bad fate as well yeah. but like yeah. i didn't know if this was a surrounding them more than anything or it's morally aff- affecting them and not everybody else but it, it looks really like it's everybody I mean, people are getting affected by it for sure. It's not a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, not really at all. It was just me trying to find something else. Like maybe there's more going on here, and there actually is. No, nope, there could be a Krampus universe, man. Who knows? When the storm comes, all the power goes out everywhere. There's a giant blizzard, and when Max gets up and looks out the window, there is a giant snowman there that uh, does not look like a happy snowman, and nobody in the house made it. So he's like, "Who built this snowman?" And everybody's like, "Who gives?" A no one cares. <laughs> the snowman, no whatever. And then there's a, a knock at the door and it's a delivery man with packages. But also there's a big giant red sack that looks very Santa-ish. Nobody yeah. knows where that has come from, but they bring it in the house anyway. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, there's this huge storm going on and we're like, yes, this sack, let us have it. it big, big red felt. I mean, it definitely looks like it's straight out of what you'd imagine Santa brings down the chimney every year. But it's not Santa's bag. Not this year. Uh-uh. <laughs> Um, the older sister who pretty much wants nothing to do with the family decides I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend who has a bong. So she's going to go leave. And for some reason, the parents are like, yeah, that's cool. Go, go ahead. It's a horrible blizzard out. So, it's so weird that like the whole family is just so disassociated with each other. They let her go. And she needless to say, doesn't make it not very far. Huh? She notices she hears like a, like a ground shake type of situation looks over and on the roof of one of the houses is a very dark figure that has giant antlers, and we know this to be Special K, Krampus. <laughs> Special K? Yep. <laughs> oh, man, I'm never going to be able to call it anything else. Special K's here, and he's up in roofs, and she sees the uh, delivery truck, dives underneath it to try to hide, and then you see these hooves moving around, and it's, it's a very creepy scene, very atmospheric, kind of reminded me of the mist. A little bit because oh, she can't really see a whole lot. And then there is a uh, a jack-in-the-box, which just always creeps me out anyway. I don't know when that thing's going to pop out. I don't need that kind of startling in my life. <laughs> and it just starts going by itself. And then it opens with like a jump scare sound. And we don't actually see what's coming out of it. You start yeah. to. And then they show like outside of the van. And they're kind of like pulling up with the camera. And you hear her kind of screaming and the van's like shaking. So uh, the sisters, that's the last that we're seeing of the sister. A really tense scene, honestly. Like yeah, seeing it for the first time, was, it was pretty messed up. I'm like the hooves and everything was just uh, unsettling. And it's getting darker as she's walking. Like it's daytime at first and all of a sudden it's getting darker. No one really notices but Max back at the house and everybody's bundled up in the house. And uh, the dad and brother-in-law 
go they, they put their differences aside like at dinner they were fighting the whole time not fighting but they're kind of picking at each other while david kochner's character was picking on Adam scott mostly about being in the eagle scouts and how he doesn't believe in guns and you know he's it's america at dinner yeah, basically but they put everything aside he's like hey can we go out and see if we can find my daughter like she's supposed to go to her boyfriend's and it's dark now and they're like yes absolutely let's go he's got a giant hummer and guns as we find out of course. And the whole time, the grandma's like, look, guys, I know what's going on. I'm not going to say it yet because we got to wait about 20 more minutes into the movie. But she clearly knows what's happening. Oh, yeah. She's in on it. And the whole time uh, she keeps saying, like, you need to keep the fire hot. Keep mm. the fire going. It's very important. The dad and brother-in-law go out and we there's like uh, snow tremors kind of around I liked that. I thought that was kind of fun. David Kochner almost gets swallowed up into the snow, but doesn't. Uh, he gets saved like last minute and uh, they don't find the daughter. They just have to end up going back into the house. And that's when the fun really kicks in that night. Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> you start to hear like rumblings on the roof or in the attic. You, I can't, couldn't really tell, but which freaked me out because we had a raccoon issue earlier this year. And that's what that sounds like. And I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm glad I hadn't seen this movie in a long time when that was going on. I would have been a little freaked out. Uh, one of the things that happens, though, before the guys get back to the house is they do make it to the boyfriend's house. No one's there. There's not a person in sight. Everything looks like frosted over. Mm -hmm. And they see a gingerbread man with a knife in it on uh, the refrigerator. It's like, well, that's weird. Why would... Why would somebody do that? We, we find out pretty soon why that happens. But when they do return to the house, uh, they go to investigate noises. And uh, my God, all hell breaks loose at, oh. from like this point on. It's uh, it's the jack in the box first, right? No, no, no. So they're all like sleeping in the living room and right. uh, the fire goes out and this little like hook comes down the chimney. That's right. And there's, yeah. there's a gingerbread man attached to it. And yeah. one of the uh, cousins, the fat kid that doesn't say anything, that's just weird, uh, goes over. And, well, of course, he bites the gingerbread man on the head. And then the gingerbread man freaks out on him, wraps him up in the chain. <laughs> and it's a pretty startling scene. Everybody kind of wakes up and they're trying to get the kid out from the chimney. Uh, and it doesn't happen. He gets no, taken no, right no. up. He gets reverse Santa right up that bad boy. I totally forgot about that kid because literally he doesn't do anything. He just no. sits there. He's there to get sucked up the chimney. One of the people that came with the uh, the sister-in-law was uh, Aunt Dorothy. I keep forgetting about her, played by uh, Conchetta yeah. Ferrell, who was in Two and a Half Men, and she's been in so many movies and TV shows through the years. She's basically the worst person on the planet, and Tony Collette absolutely cannot stand her. And she's just, like, making little swipes at everybody throughout the whole time. But she does give the, the kids hot chocolate and, uh, is it vodka or something like that? She spikes that was, something. That was brandy, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. With a little <laughs> candy cane in it, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, but that's like the last joy that kid had. Then he got sucked up the chimney. <laughs> and then I, I believe the they that's when they start to like look around and hear more noises. And the girls go upstairs to investigate. And that's when they run into the jack-in-the-box. But we don't really... We don't see them go up there. Like, I think we mm. see them go, but then it cuts back to the parents and then you hear screaming and like chaos up in the attic. So then they go up to check it out and you see the jack in the box is the box is now much bigger and oh. the clown inside is very long and has like a demonic 
face that opens like the predator's mouth, and he is currently mm-hmm. swallowing one of the girls. Just like ankles and feet sticking out of its mouth, and yeah. he shoves them. Oh man, brutal! Like spaghetti. <laughs> then he turns and looks at him, and um, everybody freaks out. While the parents are all in the attic, uh, they're looking around trying to figure out what's going on. Somehow, the Jack in the Box escapes, uh, which is insane because it's so big. But it through, it finds through the to, like, uh, the vents. Yeah, it gets away, but they still hear noises, and a lot of the the presents that were up there have been like destroyed. And they're like, "What the heck's going on?" And they look up, and I don't know exactly what this is that they see. Is it supposed to be like a tree topper, like angel, or is it just supposed uh, to be like a decoration? It, it's a cherub. Okay, well, it's scary as <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> terrifying. It has like this baby demon face and mm-hmm. wings, and just flies down and attacks them. It's like, oh, that thing is very creepy. Yeah, the 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 angel topper of the tree, right? So like everyone mm-hmm. has yeah, one of those. Just bring that up earlier in the movie. Now. So it, it's like yeah. you know, a familiar thing to everyone. Oh. And the way that they uh, film it, like with just almost not strobing lights, but like kind of a flashlight situation hitting its face, and it's uh, it's creepy. Uh, when they're battling that, uh, all of a sudden a, a teddy bear shows up uh, that is uh, just the scariest teddy bear you've ever seen. Fighting the, the sister-in-law, <laughs> yeah, razor sharp teeth. Downstairs, uh, David Kochner's character hears commotion in the kitchen, and he goes in there. And this is a very Gremlins scene yeah uh, it's you find out the gingerbread man are in fact little demon monsters but my favorite thing is like they don't look scary the entire time they just look like regular gingerbread men they're just awful awful little gingerbread boys <laughs> yeah fighting and, and shooting him with a nail gun and he's like shooting them with shotguns i'm like this is like when you're in a video game and you're shooting like birds with a shotgun like save that ammo for the big boss at the end <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just knife those things. Um, I'm fairly certain the gingerbread men are the only ones that are CGI, though, right? Yeah, I think everything else is uh, everything else is 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 actually physically there, which is yeah. really fun. It's practical or puppets or something. It's yeah, the creature awesome. work is so good in this movie. Then they they get downstairs after like they save one of the girls. One of the girls is still up there, like wrapped up in I think lights. Maybe I can't remember exactly what happens. I, I looked away for a little bit. They go downstairs. They round everybody up that's still alive in the living room. And this is when the grandma uh, reveals that she has she knows what's going on. It's Krampus. It's the opposite of Santa. And she's dealt with this before. And they do this really cool scene where they go old school animation on it with like oh, stop motion. So great. And it's so neat looking. And she's dealt with with Krampus and she wants to help them try to do it, too. Uh, and then they hear like these noises and she goes elves. I'm like, oh, shit. Elves are coming now, dude. Those elves are messed up. Yeah, they like burst through the window like Kool Aid Man, and uh, <laughs> they've got like these just you never actually see their real faces. It's just like they've got like masks on. It kind of reminds me of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas a little bit, like you know, the little like triplet kids or whatever, and they've got the, yeah. the weird mask. Like that's kind of what they look like. And they they take the baby, which I thought was crazy, and then they they take uh, Aunt Dorothy with them, which no one really cares there. Um, David Kochner goes after the save the day, which is he sort of he basically knows he's like sacrificing himself to go save them. But this is where like I forgot kind of what happens in this section of the movie. Uh, you hear this like moan, like growl type of noise. And that's like, oh, here comes our good friend. Special K. Special K he's, time. He has arrived at the house. And the whole time, Max is like, this is my fault. Like I did this. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and he feels awful because he didn't, you know, he didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, everybody goes out the window to save the baby and Aunt Dorothy and, and David Kochner's character. The grandma decides to stay to face Krampus one more time. And it was kind of sad. Like it was it's they're trying to get her to like go with. But she's like, I need to stay here. I need to face him again. And then they all leave and we see Krampus come down the chimney. And this is the thing that I don't I don't really like. I don't like Krampus's design. What? I don't like his face. It's a mask. It, okay. Is it a mask? Yeah. Okay, good. And the whole time, like every time I watch it, I'm like, is this a mask or is this what he looks like? No, no, Krampus is like a, a demon looking thing, not just an old man with a stretched face. Okay, because that I'm like, this looks really bad. Yeah, it looks I, cool. I always get confused on if it's a, like, because there are times even in this, I'm like, is that a mask or is that what he looks like? Because you really never see what Krampus really truly looks like in this movie. Right. Like not the big creature because he's got them. I mean, it's basically like a stretched out Santa face. It's like mixing the scream mask with Santa. Yeah, it is. The the grandma's trying to talk to him and be like, take me, let them all live. And he brings out his he brings out his bag and he opens it up and she looks down. And it's like all these demon toys just attack. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see her get attacked. It just like cuts to black. And, and you know bad. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely know what happens. But then we meet up with everybody else. And this is like one, two, three, everybody's dying is basically <laughs> what happens at this point. Like, uh, I think it starts with Adam Scott's like, you guys go, 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 go. I'm going to stop this, this like tremors monster in the snow because he battled mm-hmm. it before. Uh, he shoots as many times as he can. And then it's click, click. Then he turns around and sees his family. Boom, he goes in the snow. Then they're putting the kids in the uh, the snowplow. And then, boom, the sister-in-law goes down. And then uh, the mom saying, you know, be careful to the kids in the truck. And Max turns around and looks at her. And then she goes down. It's like within five minutes, you lose all of the adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's no punches crazy. pulled at all. <laughs> no. And then it's just Max and uh, one, of the, one of the cousins that it was still alive. It's just them. Uh, and then they're in this snowplow. They're trying to get to go. One of the elves shows up and uh very creepy those things are so creepy i don't like them it's like you know the luchadors that have small people it's uh slipknot but small very much so yeah (laughs) and then they get the cousin and uh max is is kind of left behind he goes it's like a a fire pit basically where they're gonna drop her in hell or something like that (laughs) and it's all of them just like hanging out krampus along with them and he comes in he's like no take me take me i didn't mean for any of this to happen don't do this like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't want any of this. It seems like maybe he's getting through to him. And Krampus sticks out his creepy ass fingers and like touches the kid's tear. And I'm like, this is getting real schmaltzy right about now. <laughs> but then he just kind of turns and looks at the elves holding the cousin. And they're like, whoop, drops her in. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. And then they grab Max by the head, picks him up and tosses him into. They all laugh in his face and throw him yeah. into hell. <laughs> it's crazy but then he wakes up it's christmas morning and everybody's back it's like oh did it work then were they just messing with him but then the the one gift that he opens is a little ornament that says krampus on it mm-hmm. and then they all just sort of look at each other and you hear like clips from earlier in the movie and it's all kind of coming back to them like oh that actually happened like we all kind of died 
they're and, all real stoic and creepy looking yeah and they're just and the camera just pans out and then you're in a snow globe that's hanging out in i don't know krampus's christmas cottage workshop and you see yeah workshop that's what i meant and you see like just hundreds of these things like this is just he's just collecting people basically once krampus is turned on like you can't turn it off like you're doomed from that point on um this is a fun christmas horror movie you can always have fun with with Christmas and horror times. I, I it really works out well. Where does it stack up on your uh, required viewing for Christmas? Um, it's starting to get up there. It wasn't for a long time because I just thought it was okay. You know, I really I, I liked it, but I didn't. It was it was really one of those things of like I really wanted it to be trick or treat, but Christmas, and yeah. I sort of unfairly held that against it. I I liked it. I thought it was okay, but it never. There's just something about it. Even still, rewatching it, like. I like it more and more as I see it, but like there's something that keeps holding it back for me. And I don't know. I think it's just like, I don't, I I'm sort of underwhelmed by Krampus at the end. It's like, it's a weird ambiguous ending for me. Like it's, how does that make any sense Uh, in the story of these people? Why are they shoved in this globe? And then it pans out and it's just a bunch of people that you've never seen before in these globes as well. Like you're supposed to just believe that this is what Krampus does. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it, but it it was a weird turn at the end there. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that doesn't quite push me over to like love this movie where it's required viewing every Christmas. But I so far, I mean, I watched it last year because I bought the 4K when mm-hmm. Shout Factory put it out. By the way, it's a looks amazing on 4K and has a lot of really fun special features, especially like new ones. It has been two Christmases in a row now that I've watched it, maybe even three. I might have watched it in 2020. Um, it's getting there. There was a lot of like Christmas horror movies that have come out in the last few years. But I mean, for me, it's really hard to beat the original black Christmas. Like oh, I, sure. I have to watch that every year. That, that movie is so good. Uh, Better watch out is a really good one. That's a very messed up movie. Have you watched that? You did. You did. Didn't you? No, but I mean, I've seen shutter put up like 75 Christmas horror movies or something. Yeah. I'm sure it's on there somewhere. There's a, it's sort of like uh, it, the previews make it seem like it's going to be kind of like home alone, but like rated R home alone. But oh. it's kind of more like the babysitter in a way. It's like the babysitter and Home Alone mixed in a really messed up kind of way. I am here for that. Yeah, Better Watch Out is really good. Um, I also enjoy watching Dial Code Santa Claus. It's a French Home Alone-esque movie uh, that is on Shudder. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome also put out a really good uh, high-def look at it. It It is... It is one of the most ridiculous movies, but it's like this little kid that's obsessed with Rambo, little French kid, and there's an evil Santa Claus that comes to the house. Like, a, not really a Santa Claus, but like a, a guy dressed as Santa Claus. Okay. And it is, the, the creators of it, I actually talked about this last week too, the creators of it tried to sue Fox for Home Alone because they said they stole their idea. No I mean, kidding. it is, yeah, it is even more of a, home alone diehard movie than you would expect and it's this little kid that is dressed like rambo but it is it is in french and i know that could sometimes turn people off but uh if you have shutter i definitely recommend watching i think it's called deadly games dial code santa claus it's had like three or four different names since it's come out but i think deadly games is what it's under sounds ridiculous (laughs) it is but uh is krampus a required thing for you yeah, it, it is. And now that uh, the kids are in on the situation, they can also watch it. You, you know, wonder, you know the situation, you know. Oh, yes. Well, and I wondered, uh, too, 
when you would let them watch this because they watch trick or treat right no the first time they saw trick or treat fully was when we saw it at halloween and ames those lucky sons of yeah they saw it for the first time in the theater oh man <laughs> see that would have been that's an experience right there yeah they loved it how did they do they, they were they were like this is the greatest what why have you not let us watch this and i'm like you're 12 and 11 that's why <laughs> well and i think both of them are not bad horror movies to start with like if you're kids like yeah. they're not they, I mean, this is PG-13. Uh, mm. Trick or Treat definitely is, is R. But yeah. yeah, coming off of Trick or Treat and I knew what like Michael Doherty had done. I, I wanted this to be that. And then once I got over like, it's not the same thing. It's a different movie entirely. I got better. It's like when I didn't originally like Parks and Recreation. So I'm like, it's just like just the office. And they're totally completely different things. Then I started to like the movie more and more. And then I watched a lot of the behind the scenes and watched like the creature creations. And uh, yeah, it I mean, the work that's put into this and the fact that they're not CG monsters, mostly other than the gingerbread men, it just makes you love it even more. And on one of the special features, when they're talking about the uh, insane monster teddy bear, uh, the guy has an accent and he's saying titty bear the whole time. <laughs> and it makes me laugh hysterically every time all right all right the big question for you that will yeah. make me know if you really like this movie or not are you gonna buy the neca krampus figure when it comes out oh i didn't know there was one yeah does it have his real face no but it has the teddy bear at the very least <gasps> oh the, the titty bear <laughs> it's not the titty bear <laughs> maybe i will then <laughs> i want to like the character of krampus so much more than i actually do like i like it better in the animated look yeah I thought that was was neat but i don't like the mask in the face like i want to see actual krampus i mean maybe it's creepier not to see him it's like lost like maybe you don't need to know all the answers let's not talk about lost <laughs> the rewatch podcast is an alpha media production but krampus didn't take me said night he left me as a reminder of what happens when hope is lost when belief is forgotten and the Christmas spirit dies. You're all boned. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.